Welcome to Swimming Upstream, the 10-minute podcast about Catholicism, technology, culture, baseball, whatever else might come up. I'm your host, Eric Sammons. This is episode number seven. On today's show, I'm going to be discussing the Bitcoin block size debate that's been raging for the past few years. You can find the show notes for this page, for this episode at ericsammons.com slash podcast slash seven. Again, that's ericsammons.com slash podcast slash seven. I'll try to link to some articles about this debate uh, and maybe some other resources that you can use. Okay, so what exactly is the Bitcoin block size debate? Okay, first of all, you have to understand kind of what the block size is. When Satoshi Nakamoto made, created Bitcoin, he created what's called the blockchain. And what that is, is blocks are the transactions that occur in Bitcoin. So when you send Bitcoin to somebody else, that's a transaction. The miners then group those transactions into a block to confirm them, basically to secure them so that they can't be uh, double spent or fraudulently used or anything like that. So each block contains all the transactions since the last block, all the transactions that the miners have accepted, that is, since the last block. Now, at one point, the block size, I believe, when Satoshi started was maybe 32 megabytes, something like that. Each transaction is very tiny, by the way. However, later he changed that to one megabyte, and the reason he did is because he didn't want people spamming the network. This is when Bitcoin was almost worthless, and so you could just send tons of small transactions to flood the network. So he created this one megabyte block size limit. Okay, so at that point, everything's fine. However, what happened is, obviously, Bitcoin became more popular, more expensive, and more transactions started to happen. And so, therefore, the block size started getting more and more full. At first, it might have been like less than 100 uh, kilobytes for the total block size. But it started getting larger and larger. And some people, leaders in the Bitcoin community like uh, Gavin Andreessen and others, warned that this could be a problem, that eventually it's going to reach this one megabyte limit. And what are you going to do? You're going to have a problem of not being able to have enough trans, enough size in the block size to, to do all the transactions that are needed. Transactions would have to just wait till the next one and the next block and the next block. And so he really, Gavin and others really said, we have to increase the block size. However, some argued that, no, the problem if you do that is that all of a sudden now the whole blockchain is going to become so large that the nodes, in other words, the servers that process these, the, the blocks, will have to be too large and too difficult. You'll need great hardware. And since nodes are just run by volunteers, the fear was that all of a sudden now the blockchain will become centralized. The nodes would just be owned by large corporations, and the, the, the dream of a decentralized payment network would fall to the wayside. And so that was the original debate. Then it just got nasty. It became political. Both sides started just accusing the other of hating Bitcoin, one to destroy Bitcoin. And it also became somewhat of a philosophical debate where people in the camp of represented by the Bitcoin core developers who wanted to keep a small block size, they started to see Bitcoin much more as a store of value, meaning just something that you didn't transact with on a day-to-day basis. You didn't use it to buy coffee. Instead, it stored value like gold stores value. But others said, no, 
Bitcoin was in, originally created as a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system. That's what Satoshi originally called it in his white paper. And so, therefore, it should be able to do small transactions. You should be able to spend 50 cents worth of Bitcoin to buy something at, at a vending machine. You, couldn't, you can't do that right now, though, because, because the, block size, the, the blocks are full, transactions are more and more expensive because people are paying more and more to get in on that, the, the first block they can. And so to send 50 cents worth of Bitcoin might cost you over a dollar or two dollars to send that. Not very efficient anymore. And so is, it, is Bitcoin then a store value or is it an electronic cash system? Those are the two main camps. Now, there have been some developments on the core side over the years to say, okay, we acknowledge we, we probably should get more transactions in, but we don't want to increase the size of the block size. So they came up with something called SegWit, segregated witness. Basically... To keep it as simple as possible, it makes transactions smaller. So therefore, you can fit more transactions into a block without increasing the actual block size. But many argue, many on the other camp, argue that no, this isn't enough. It's only going to increase it to an effective maybe two, three megabyte, megabits, megabytes um, per block. And so it's not enough. And so that's the real argument that's happened, and it's gotten, like I said, heated, it's gotten nasty, and there doesn't seem to be a compromise. There's been a few times where they've, there's been tried to be a compromise. I mean, in Hong Kong, there was a meeting of, uh, maybe a year or so ago where people came together and they agreed, hey, we're going to do SegWit, and then we're going to do a two megabyte block size. However, that just didn't happen. SegWit didn't happen because people didn't really want it to happen because they didn't believe Core would actually increase the, the block size, and they didn't increase the block size. So basically just stayed the same as it is. A couple weeks ago, there was a conference called Consensus 2017, and again, an agreement was brought into place. This time, Core wasn't really even involved. It was more merchants and other miners and other people involved in Bitcoin saying, well, let's do SegWit now, and then later we will increase to 2 megabytes. But a lot of people, myself included, don't really believe that it's going to happen until it actually happens. I feel like sometimes Core is like Lucy, we're all Charlie Brown, and the block size increase is the football. They just continually promise that, yeah, we will get around to that, we will do that eventually, but they just don't do it. And so my take on this is... I think the block size has to be increased. I think anybody who understands economics and business understands that if Bitcoin is going to have value, it's got to have practical value day to day, having transactions on every level, not just transactions for high level, sending hundreds or thousands of dollars, because that's what's going to happen is that's the only thing that's going to be worth it for Bitcoin is if you are sending thousands of dollars worth, and then it'd be a few dollars. But anything under a $100 transaction won't be worth it. And I think that then pushes a lot of activity to other coins, other altcoins, other cryptocurrencies, like Dash, for example, which is trying to be that electronic cash system, and Ethereum and others. They aren't even trying to be cash systems, but they're just more efficient than Bitcoin is, has become. And so I think if Bitcoin really wants to be successful long-term, it's going to have to increase the block size. I don't have a problem with SegWit. If, say, if, they wanted, if you want to add SegWit, that's fine. If that has some value, I don't have a big problem with that. But to stubbornly insist that the block size has to be this magical one megabyte is just ridiculous because there's nothing magical about it. It was created as an anti-spam measure. 
It wasn't created as a fixed constant like the 21 million bitcoins in existence is a fixed constant. The one megabyte block size is not, should not be a fixed, con, uh, a fi a fixed constant. And so if Bitcoin's going to succeed long term, it's got to increase the, the block size to make it possible to use Bitcoin for all these other use cases other than just large transactions or store value. Otherwise, frankly, another altcoin, another cryptocurrency like Dash is going to eat its lunch because people are going to realize, why should I bother holding Bitcoin when I can actually use something like Dash or Ethereum for transactions? And so this is a, a major problem in Bitcoin. I know everybody has said that the death of Bitcoin has been predicted over and over again. It never happens. And I'm not predicting the death of Bitcoin here. But I am saying some type of resolution has to happen where all the sides come together and say, yes, we're going to increase the block size. We're going to do SegWit. We're going to have this is our plan for increasing it. All these things are going to have to happen. And so let's hope that it will happen soon, that maybe the consensus 2007, uh, 2017 agreement actually happens. Again, like I said, I'll believe it when I see it. Segwit's, Segwit is implemented and a two megabyte block size is implemented. And then hopefully when we see that's not that big a deal that that happens, we can increase the block size more and more, maybe even go to a Bitcoin unlimited idea, which is a variable size to the block size, depending on how many transactions and what miners want to process and things like that. Okay, so that's my review of the Bitcoin block size debate. There's a lot more information out there, but I wanted to get a, a quick overview for people who heard about it, but weren't sure what it meant and how it impacted Bitcoin. And like I said, show notes for this episode can be found at ericsammons.com slash podcast slash seven. Okay, that's it for today's episode. Until next time, keep swimming against the stream.